0: American songwriter, we had the opportunity to talk to Emily James over Zoom video. Emily was born and raised in New York City. She was the youngest, I think she said of five five kids, so she kind of grew up in the car seat where she absorbed a ton of music. Her, her family was into Dylan and... Fleetwood Mac, but also some of the Broadway shows like Wicked. So she was kind of absorbing all of this music as a very young child. She said she could sing or hum melodies prior to being able to even talk. Her older siblings were in piano lessons and and doing that. So she was really interested in that. She wanted to pick pick up piano at a very early age, around five. Her parents were like, okay, I think you're old enough. You can do this. So she picks up piano at five. She's playing open mic nights at 10, 11, 12 years old. Around 13 is when she picked up the guitar. She was sick of carrying the, the keyboard around, but also wanted to get some different sounds in, in the songs she was writing. So she started writing songs on the guitar. At 16 years old, she moves to Nashville. All of her siblings were already older, out of the house. Her parents were like, you know what? Let's, we've been here long enough. Let's move to Nashville. They moved to Nashville. She records her first self-titled record there. She's going to writing rooms, meeting people. She ends up doing her second or her real like full-length record. In Seattle, takes a trip with her mom to Seattle, works with some dope producers there, puts her second record out. She talks about the two EPs she did after the full-length album. In 2017, she moves to Los Angeles. She tells us about that. She tells us about uh, her first co-writes. Her new project that she recently released, Wanted You to Know Part 1, which is kind of a concept cohesive record. She tells us all about that, and she's already working on Part 2. But definitely check out Wanted You To Know Part 1 from Emily James. It is available everywhere now. And uh, check out our interview with Emily. The video version is up now on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be dope if you like us on Facebook, subscribe to our channel, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bringing Back Pod.
1: We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: We're Bringing It Backwards with Emily James. How are you, Emily? appreciate you doing this.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited.
0: Very cool. Well, this is all about you. It's about your journey in music and how you got to where you are today.
1: Awesome. Sounds so,
0: good. I did read originally. Are you originally from New York?
1: I am. Yeah, I was born and raised in New York um, and lived there until I was about uh, 16 years old. And then that's when I moved to Nashville. Um, and then spent some time there and then moved out to LA. So I've been around the,
0: been <laughs> the around a little bit. Music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just,
1: you know, had to hit them all. So. <laughs> just all the
0: biggest ones, you know. <laughs> yeah. And you're in right.
1: Nashville now, right?
0: Yeah, I moved from Southern California from awesome. where you were, but I was down yeah. in San Diego.
1: Okay, nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, so well, tell me about New York. What part of New York, are, were you in the city, or are you upstate, uh, Queens, where were you at?
1: Yeah, just a little outside of the city um, from Westchester, so about 45 minutes north. Um, And yeah, made trips into the city all the time, so um, I feel really lucky to have grown up in that Um, environment I feel like it wasn't until I moved away from New York that I was like oh this is why people call this like one of the greatest cities in the world like (laughs) you kind of realize you kind of take it for granted when it's all you know but once you start to you know move around then you miss it Um, right so yeah
0: so so definitely around uh music you know live music and 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 you can really take that in obviously in New York but how did you get into music originally
1: Um, so I come from a big family of big music lovers. Um, so music was just always around, um, especially, you know, being in New York, there was always like musical theater CDs playing in the car. Um, Billy Joel, Bruce Springsteen, um, just like a whole cacophony of sounds and artists. Um, so I guess I was kind of bound to pick it up, but, um, yeah, I feel like I was singing before I was speaking. I, I had like this car seat um, since I'm the youngest of five. I was kind of, you know, just like stationed in the car, bringing people to <laughs> soccer games. Activities. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that was kind of like my stage. And I would just kind of, you know, belt out to Wicked or Piano Man or whatever. So um, that was kind of the beginning of it.
0: That's awesome. So, your family was into uh, like the musical theater records and stuff,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Being so close to Broadway, um, it kind of seeped in there, so. sure,
0: very cool. So, singing before you could speak, uh, what about <laughs> playing music, like um, instrument wise? Did your family, yeah. piano lessons or anything?
1: Yeah, so, um. I don't know if push should be the right word because since I was the youngest, I wanted to be doing everything my siblings were doing and they were all taking piano lessons. Um, so I was like, I wanna do that. Um, sure. And then I, I guess I was too young, but then when I was about five years old, um, they found a teacher who would you know, take me on as um, a five-year-old. So that's when I started. Um, And then eventually picked up the guitar around age 13 because that's when I had started. I had been writing songs and performing live, and um, like bringing a keyboard everywhere was becoming a lot. So um, (laughs) (laughs) having an acoustic guitar was a little lighter. Sure. Um, So, yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. So you were already writing and performing songs before you even picked up the guitar wow okay so when did you start writing music
1: I started writing when I was about 10 or 11 years old um so yeah I I was writing on piano um and then would go to some of these kind of like open local open mics um and play some originals and some covers um so that was kind of my first exposure to performing out. Um, and it was
0: really, fun. wow. Yeah. At 10,
1: uh, not that young. I think probably around like
0: 11, 12, 13. Wow. Okay. Um, that's, that's so fascinating. That's so your parents were very, very supportive of what you, Uh, of your dream, what you wanted to do. Absolutely. taking you to open mic nights that's, yeah
1: yeah that's amazing yeah
0: um were you learning when you were first learning piano were you learning covers or you, was it mainly scales like how did you like start writing because some people like did covers 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 and then oh you know i should probably write my own stuff or it was like i already like kind of creating music on my own i want to take that route like where where were you at
1: yeah, um, so it was definitely classical based um, scales and things like that. Um, and then I did want to be playing, you know, pop songs. And sure. so fortunately, my teacher was um, kind enough to like, kind of bring those in too. Um, but she was like, but you still need to learn the classical stuff too. <laughs> um, so and she's a she's a composer herself. So, um, I would start, you know, like being like, Oh, I, I wrote this, or even we would have these little recitals and she encouraged us to do like original piano pieces for that. So, um, kind of got into it that way. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of, um, flourish from there, but definitely, Learning learning pop songs on the piano, I think, helped me to kind of get that into my fingers and mm-hmm. learn the structure of a song, you know, A B, A, B, C sure whatever so wow
0: that's a, that's awesome that your teacher is willing to do that because i'll hear like horror stories if people don't know <laughs> like yeah. you will not learn how to play that pop song you will learn how to play you know this classical piece and if your fingers aren't correct i'm gonna smack them with a ruler yeah something.
1: exactly
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow well when you were doing like originals like that's okay so she would would she help you kind of structure a song at all or like would you just come with parts like before um, the recital, I'm thinking like, if you're that young, you're going in, it's like, okay, I'm going to play my own piece. Is it, was it just like, would she help you kind of curate the the song at all or no?
1: Um, she would just kind of listen and give me, you know, support and encouragement to keep going. Um, I would kind of, you know, sometimes come in with like, oh, I'm starting this and like, um, I'm trying to, it, I think that was another reason why I picked up guitar was because, I was kind of running out of ideas on the piano of how Mm -hmm. to kind of diversify it. Um, And so I wanted to, you know, once I grabbed the guitar, then I was writing different kinds of things and it opened me up to, because I'm a very like music based songwriter. Like that's what inspires me is, you know, playing around on an instrument and then the words and melodies will kind of come from that. So Mm -hmm. I that's why I always kind of seek out different sounds and different styles because then it stimulates something new sure. in me.
0: So Sure, sure. Okay, well, you picked up the guitar a little bit later, but you were already out performing. I mean, open mic nights. Were was, was, were you nervous to do that or was it all just like, "All right, I want to get out there. I want to play in front of people," or was that kind of like a nudge from your parents like, "Hey, you know, you're you're pretty good at this. Let's see where we could take it."
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I think my parents definitely, you know, supported that. Um, obviously I couldn't really go to these bars as, you know, (laughs) (laughs) being as young as I was. Um, but yeah, it was, it was nerve wracking in the beginning. Um, and I still, you know, get a little bit of a bit of stage fright. Um, I'll, I'll be like, yeah, I know I'm good. I'm not nervous at all. And then right before I go on, I'm like, Oh my God.
0: Right. <laughs> um, it <laughs> takes, a, takes a few notes to get, in, to yeah, get into it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but, um yeah p everyone was just very encouraging at those places it kind of becomes you know these many communities and everyone's just kind of you know comes over to each other after and like oh i loved your song like i loved this part so that always you know gave me confidence in the way people reacted to the songs um validation
0: really for your writing yeah
1: yeah which i think was so important as just starting out with that um between the support from my parents and from um, other people in those early experiences, you know, having Mm -hmm. that encouragement and that support gives you the confidence to, you know, I feel like in this industry, you have to just like have no doubt and just kind of like move forward with your blinders on. So that kind Mm -hmm. of helps me.
0: Totally. And I think you have to have thick skin too, because if it comes the other way around, I mean, if you're that young, obviously that's a totally different story, but like once you get to a certain point, I mean, you're going to hear people go, Oh, that's not good. Or this, and right. then you're like, no, I, I love what I'm doing. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, like you said, put the blinders on and keep moving forward.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: so when do you move to Nashville? I mean, that seems like that was only a few years after you started writing songs and performing them.
1: Yeah. So, um, it's, we, I had gone to some, um, live shows in New York, um, playing around in the city and then, um, would we would start making trips to Nashville, um, and I would do open mic nights there, do a little bit of recording there, and I just fell in love with it. Um, how you could just drive around and there'd be live music after live music after live music every single night. I just mm-hmm. thought this is amazing. Um, so uh, fortunately, me being the youngest, um, my parents were like, "Yeah, let's let's go." Um, so, so you,
0: they just like up, did they, wow. Did they just up and move then? All right. We're, yeah. we're leaving New York. <laughs> bags, let's do this.
1: Yeah. I mean, all my other siblings were out of the house. Um, and so um, they, I mean, they're just like always up for an adventure. So they, they had moved around a lot before I was born. Um, and then when I came around, that was kind of the first time we they'd been stationed like in one place for like a longer period period of time. So, um, so yeah, I, they're itching to
0: move anyway. They're like, you've been here for 16 plus years. (laughs) (laughs) get the hell out of here. (laughs) Wow. Well, what made you want to go to Nashville? You just knew it was like a songwriting city.
1: Yeah. I loved, um, you know, the whole writers round atmosphere where you could just go and there'd be four people up on stools and just, do their originals one after another. I just thought that was so cool. Um, and yeah, just how it was all like, you know, Music City, it's just all about that. Um, so yeah, went, went there after my sophomore year of high school. Um, so then I, um, I kind of condensed my last two years of high school into my junior year so that I could graduate early. Um, and then I spent my, what would have been my senior year doing my album. So
0: wow. was that? The self-titled record? Uh,
1: that was, so that was before that, that was um, probably about six months after I'd moved to Nashville. So we did the Emily James EP
0: uh-huh. um,
1: in spring of 2016. Um, and then the following year was when I did my album and um, out in seattle
0: so was that till the morning yes okay so you put out the emily james ep that was all written and recorded in nashville mm-hmm. and were you just playing around there with it trying to sell it like how, how did uh, like once the record came out did you tour on the album i know you're pretty young at this point like how were you getting your name out there was it just playing a lot around nashville
1: yeah just um put out the ep um independently and um just yeah kind of did some more live performing um and I was kind of like I feel like every time I put something out I've already kind of moved on to the next thing because mm-hmm. I'm by that point I've already written and I'm like wait but yeah. I'm so excited about my You're, next stuff. it's already so, old news to you yeah yeah
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, wow um, yeah. Well,
0: so you have a song, but you have a song on that record that has like f- over four million plays. Yes.
1: Yeah, so Never chase the
0: boy. Was that like a like a single as far as like radio play? Like how did the ball roll on that song?
1: No, there's literally no promotion on that. Um, I mean, we put it out, um, and then it was kind of just nothing really happening for a couple months and then all of a sudden i guess spotify started putting it on people's discover weeklies and wow. ever since then it's just been um a smash. snowballing <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Whoa. so okay yeah. so what took you to seattle then to, to record the full length record
1: so for that um i I really admired this producer, Ryan Hadlock, who had worked with uh, Brandy Carlisle and The Lumineers and Vance Choi. Mm-hmm. Um, so i I had all these songs that I had written and kind of done these work tapes of of just piano vocal, guitar vocal um, but needed help with you know producing them out. So I reached out to him um, just kind of a shot in the dark, and he listened to the work tapes and was like, yeah, let's do it. So um, went out to Seattle um, in January of 2017. And it was awesome because um, the studio is this like barn converted into a studio. um, Mm -hmm. And just kind of um, my mom and I just like lived there for like a month while we recorded the album. So it was really cool.
0: <laughs> wow. So did you have all the songs ready or was did he help like kind of produce the record for you?
1: Yeah. So I had all the songs written and had, you know, a vision in my head of how I wanted them to sound. Um, but he really helped me with bringing in, um, the right musicians and, um, we would kind of, you know, uh, go back and forth on like, Oh, let's try this. Let's try this. Um, so it was really cool to, to just have, um, being able to just be there totally immersed, um, to just kind of have that time to sit with the songs and then try different things out rather than feeling like, okay, we only have this much time in the studio, like mm-hmm. make your decisions and that's like, it.
0: So. Right. You had time to sit there and, and really, reflect on the songs that you're putting together and and spend some time there. Wow. That's, that was amazing that yeah. your mom did that trip with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, she, it was, it was so much fun.
0: Was that quite a bonding experience? And like, did she help on the record at all? Like, did she have any influence <laughs> on it?
1: Um, She, she helps with just in, encouraging me. And she's always the first one I play songs for. Um, But yeah, definitely a bonding experience for sure. We're like, super tight so
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's cool that's cool so you put the record out and and what's like what comes from the album do you like i said did you tour have you done a tour or
1: i haven't done any touring yet which is like i'm itching to do it so badly so um yeah once it's safe uh to do that definitely um but yeah after that again just kind of put it out there independently um And then um, yeah, a lot, I mean, everything is really credited to the DSPs for kind of putting things on playlists or Mm -hmm. putting things on people's radars. Um, So it's just been a very organic growth that way.
0: Amazing. And you have two other, are they, wait, am I wrong here? Do you have two other EPs, correct? That came out after that?
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: Talk to me about uh, those a little bit. So Foreign Land was the first one that you put out?
1: Yeah. So foreign land was kind of um, that was actually a number of singles that I put out after the album. Um, I had, I feel like I kind of, when I put out a project, then I'm like, okay, I want to focus song by song now. And then after I do that a while, I'm like, okay, I want to do a project. So um, with that, they were just kind of these four different singles I had put out. And then I recently just kind of put them into um an EP together because I wanted them to kind of have a home together. Um, but dreaming, uh the one after that was was when I was like, okay, I want to do another project. Um, and that was my first um record that I had produced fully myself um, wow. and written the songs. Um, so I was really excited about that. It was a super liberating experience to just kind of be like, all right, we're doing this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So what you, where did you record the record? Like in your house or? Oh, really?
1: Just in my room. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Talk to me about that. Wow.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, again, I had these songs, um, well, some of them, I had them written already. And then some of them, I kind of wrote them as I produced them. Uh Um, but I, I had kind of gained all this knowledge from, you know, the producers and musicians I had worked with in the past and had these very specific um, sounds in my head for the songs. And I just thought like, it's going to be way harder to try to communicate that to somebody else than for me to just do it myself and try to make it work. Um, And I, I kind of had this realization of like, yes i don't know everything at all but and i may come back a few years later and look at this and say i would have done this differently but you know it's all about the growth and mm-hmm. i'm just gonna do do this with the knowledge i have now and not really worry if i'm like doing it right um sure and just kind of follow my gut so
0: wow okay where and was this done like pr- this came on 2019 right
1: yeah. Okay. Um I think October of two thousand nineteen or two thousand eighteen. Sorry, it all like blends that's together.
0: <laughs> we like missed the whole year. You know I what know. I mean? Like so that's what, Yeah, twenty nineteen. Okay, was I'm trying to timeline it to where you were when like COVID happened. And yeah. So you 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 released um Moments That Matter mm-hmm. and that was a collection of songs that you put out in twenty twenty. Yes. Was that all tell me about that and how like where where were you when COVID hit you know I'm curious and then how that kind of affected the rest of your music
1: yeah um so again um I put out dreaming and that was like a project where I was like these songs all go together I want this kind of like cohesive thing Mm -hmm. and then um again I was like okay now I've done a project now I want to just focus song by song so um put out um bartender in January, 2020, uh, which was the first song I released that was a co-write. Um, and that was kind of, um, like a new thing for me with recently is like co-writing, which I love collaborating. I just think it's so fun.
0: Was that um, done in, in, had you moved to Los Angeles at this point or were you still yeah. in Yeah. Okay. Yes. So when did you move to LA?
1: Moved to LA in, um, 20 summer of 2017.
0: Okay. So those like dreaming and the project prior to that were done in Los Angeles. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yeah.
1: So yeah. Um, bartender. Um, and then I, I just kind of, I knew I wanted, um, these songs to kind of be this kind of compilation of just separate songs and not kind of looking at it as like, these are, a cohesive thing but rather like just like little mini little memoirs singles. yeah kind of
0: singles that came out and gosh. yeah
1: you. yeah so yeah um when covet hit i was kind of i had some of the songs written and then um kind of finished them up during quarantine um and some of them were written during uh, COVID just virtually over Zoom.
0: What was that? What was that like? I mean, you were talking about how you hadn't really co-wrote a song up until Bartender and mm-hmm. then COVID hits. And instead of being face to face with people now, it's like, let's co-write a song over the internet. <laughs> like, well, that must have been a weird change.
1: It was weird, but um fortunately it was with people that I had already met in person. So I knew I was comfortable with them already. Got um, it. So um, yeah, but I, I don't know, I knew it would be kind of weird. But I was like, you know what, we have to adjust like this thing isn't going away. So <laughs> <Sure>. um, <laughs> I'll just figure it out. I'll, I'll deal with the awkward like you know, right. virtual, like,
0: <laughs> you were things. still in this awkward virtual. Yeah. Like, style, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. This I know. This will be so over like, in two months. Yeah. <laughs> a year plus later. <laughs> oh my
1: God. It's crazy. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was cool um, to kind of, you know, it, it, it was interesting to kind of absorb everything that was happen and talk about it with people who, um are obviously experiencing the exact same thing um Mm -hmm. and then to do kind of production virtually you know playing things back and forth um so it's definitely a different process um I'm grateful for the technology but I can't wait to get back to in-person sessions
0: (laughs) sure sure yeah (laughs) and well and you just released a record what Mm -hmm. last month
1: yeah um yeah
0: when wanted was to, that? Oh no, yeah. it was February. So we're February. in April now. I'm totally it, confused. So. Every month
1: is March. So. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's still March, 2020. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So wanted to know, or wanted you to know part one, I'm assuming mm-hmm. there will be a part two.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, talk to me about part one.
1: Yeah. So part one, um, was, um, again, some of those songs were, um, born out of, quarantine rights Um, some were born you know before then and I kind of finished them up myself but it's a combination of um, collaborations I did with uh, some of my friends and then some just completely by myself Um, but yeah it's kind of um, I felt like the thread that tied the songs together is it's kind of the beginning is me kind of looking back the middle is kind of a meditation on the present and then the end is kind of looking forward to a more hopeful future. Um,
0: I love that.
1: Yeah.
0: So Venice is kind of the hope, hope that everything is going to kind of change here sooner or yeah. later. Yeah. Okay. And you were able to shoot a video for that song as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Um, just kind of uh, went to the I did a little like mini video uh, at the Venice canals. Um, just went there really early in the morning before anybody was around, um, and then uh, also had a friend illustrate a video. So there's kind of the real life version, and then the illustrated. illustrated.
0: What yeah. was the what was the um, like thought process behind the illustrated version? You just thought it was a cool idea.
1: Yeah, I mean, the song to me feels very whimsical and dreamy. And so I kind of wanted this look of like somebody sketching this idealistic world and love in their head um, and kind of going through that. So, um, yeah, the artist is just incredible, super talented. And I was just amazed that what she created was literally what I had in my head. So
0: that's amazing yeah, yeah. I, I love it and i want to say happy birthday wasn't it your birthday a couple you. days ago?
1: yeah because i saw 3. on your
0: instagram i'm like why are you holding this gigantic piece <laughs> of cotton candy and i'm like this is amazing and i clicked <laughs> in, I was like oh thanks for the birthday love like where that <laughs> where do you find cotton candy that, did you have a machine at your house
1: um that was at um a place um nearby where they just kind of i guess bring that out for people whose birthday it is. So, that's so
0: uh, dope. I was yeah. I'm like, that looks so good. I know,
1: literally twice the size of my head. I still <laughs> yeah, have yeah. it like in a bag in my kitchen. Like, <laughs> Oh,
0: you, you saved it? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't know if you, you shared it around the table for, for the people that are celebrating with you, but that's yeah. awesome that you took it yeah. home with you. <laughs> Did you get to bring home the chalice or no?
1: Oh, I wish. No, couldn't. Should have like snuck it in my jacket. <laughs>
0: Sure. sure. <laughs> well, I love the videos you have up on your Instagram as well. Just like Thank the you. acoustic songs. Do you enjoy doing those?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like doing just kind of stripped back, um, you know, so much of what uh, I put out is the fully produced stuff. But mm-hmm. when I write, it's usually the kind of, you know, the first steps are just me with the piano or me with a guitar. So um, I want to, kind of still maintain that part of myself um and also I think it's just fun to you know play other people's songs that always helps me with my writing is to learn um the songs that I love hearing Yeah. yeah and just kind of get new chords in my hands or new melodies so
0: sure do you ever do like did you or I mean in the beginning of quarantine everyone was like I'm doing a live stream and this not the other thing do you ever do you do that or did you did it in the beginning? And like, I, I would think it would be kind of a cool experience because you're getting kind of a for a listener, for a fan to see you like, OK, hey, everybody, I'm just going to play a few songs and chit chat with 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 some of your fans. Did you ever get a chance to do that?
1: I got to do a little bit. Um, we did. Uh, I did kind of a virtual concert um, with this place, Pop Dust, which is for like a fundraiser for um, the Georgia runoffs um, so that okay. was that was really fun um, because it was just a bunch of different people and it was kind of like a virtual music festival so that was fun um, but personally I haven't done um, really any uh, on just my accounts alone that's something I've been wanting to do but um, I yeah, I I still need to get on that. So.
0: <laughs> it's all right now, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> well, it's part two in the works? Tell me about part two.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, I've been working on part two. Again, it was kind of funny because when I put out part one, I'm like, but wait, I'm really excited about these next songs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're old news. <laughs> yeah.
1: So um, I'm not sure exactly when. Um, that'll be coming out, but I am really excited that it's definitely a, a bit of a different sound than um, the first part, but that's, that's kind of the point is to you know be like, these are all the different sides of me. Um, I, I don't really kind of um, like to box myself into one genre or one sound, just kind mm-hmm. of always exploring different things.
0: Sure. Is there, is it, um, does it pick up where part one kind of left off? So we're like, you said, it's kind of like you're taking listeners through a journey up until Venice and it's kind of like this big moment at the end, like, does it pick up at the big moment and, or is it like how? how I guess, yeah. is, it, is it cohesive to the part one at all? Or no, is it just a new, a new journey?
1: I'm trying to think. I actually haven't thought about that. Um, I guess in a way, it's, it's cohesive. Um, but also, I think it's just kind of, um, it's kind of like a break from part one, and then kind of in this new atmosphere. Um, it's, it's kind of like up, uh, kind of like summary upbeat. So yeah, I'm excited about it
0: very very cool and thank you so much for taking the time to to hang out with me i really appreciate it
1: thank you this is so much fun i appreciate it
0: (laughs) i have one more question before i let you go okay do you have any advice for aspiring artists
1: yeah um i would say the most cliche thing ever but also the thing that i always need to be reminding myself is to just be yourself and listen to your gut Um, again like this is such you know music is such an intimate thing and um you know you just if you're really pouring your true self into it I think that's what people connect with um and you just have to believe in your art and keep running with it again keep the blinders on and just do your thing and um you know find your tribe so yeah